Why does it feel like it's been a while since we've been here? I don't know. Does it for you? Yeah. Well, we're back. It was about a week ago. It was a long week ago. Uh, yeah, it does feel like a long week. Yeah. Well, welcome back, everyone. To the Jolly Podcast. Sorry, Momo. Our dogs are taking the words right out of my mouth. They refuse to be in the living room right now. Yeah, I didn't just get pregnant in a week. That's my dog. I got pregnant too with a Sarmat. I walked our cam and he got so bad. He's an actually Sarmat. This episode of the Jenna and Julian podcast is brought to you by Me Undies. Me Undies are some of the most comfortable and good-looking underwear you can buy. Uh, they last long. We have some right here. Uh, although th- this is a new pair, and I am currently wearing a pair that uh, I wear all the time because they're freaking awesome. <laughs> you uh, wear this pattern. Yeah, I do. I have them on right now. Colleen saw them when you bent over one time. She was like, "Oh, I like Julian's underwear." I'm like, yeah, they're <laughs> she me said, undies. are those me undies? <laughs> he goes, "Yeah." She was like, "Oh, me." Yeah. Um, anyway, check it out, meundies.com slash Jenna Julian for your uh, discount, 20% off of your meundies. That's meundies.com slash Jenna Julian. Uh, this one, this lace one, feel that lace. Sometimes it's hard to find. It's like soft this lace. This is way TMI. Like stretchy. Yeah, but like sometimes it's hard to find good lace on underwear because then it gets all messed up. That's pretty good lace. Hey, you know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> also, they, they so have like cool hats. Cut. Oh, they do have cool hats. Cool hats. Tatcha. Uh, Tatcha. <laughs> they're not your undies. They're me undies. <laughs> they're definitely not Peach's undies. <laughs> True. She's a brat. She is a brat. She loves stealing underwear. Uh, but today we're not going to talk about underwear. <laughs> we are going to talk about fun or just in general celebrity encounters that we've had. Yeah. In our I lives. Mean, it's not very many, mm. you know. Yeah, I mean. But just like those memorable times in your life, if you see someone famous or you've had an interaction with them, what that was like. Because I feel like everybody has like maybe one or two uh, stories in over the course of their life. You're like, oh, yeah, did that happen? And you're like, dude, you, why wouldn't you tell us that? Yeah. Tell us your stories. Yeah. So um, after we finish the podcast or if you uh, in the comments or whatever, you have a, a celebrity story, even if it's stupid or whatever, just <laughs> write it in the comments because they're actually really fun to read. Absolutely. It pops up on occasion on Reddit, right? Like, uh, tell us your celebrity stories. Yeah. Every couple of months that'll be on Ask Reddit. But no, People they're, have they're really great stories. Yeah. They're, they're very interesting. Uh, you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think I wanted to go sort of in chronological order. Oh, okay. That's actually a good idea. Well, mine are at least. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. That's what I should do too. Um, my first story, I guess, so I grew up in upstate New York. I grew up in Rochester. So like basically you don't get to ever see anybody famous ever. Everyone lives very far away from you. And most people have the misconception that New York City is close to Rochester, but it's not. It's eight hours away. <laughs> it's, it's like eight we're hours. Close. It's just like we're close to Oregon. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's eight hours of driving away. Um, Boston is six hours away. Mm. But so I was there visiting my aunt when I was like a little little girl. Yeah. And she, because she lived in Manhattan, uh-huh. and uh, we were at FAO Schwartz. And I was sitting on a big teddy bear on the floor because I was just like in heaven. I think I was like five or that six. That store is heaven if you're a kid. It literal, or if you're an adult. Literal heaven. Yeah. And I was just living and having the greatest time. And my I'm sitting on this big giant bear. My mom goes, hey, Jenna, look, there's Uncle Jesse. And it was fucking John Stamos. But I just like, I loved Full House so much. It would hit me right in the giggle dick every fucking night or yeah. whatever it was on. It felt like every day. 
And I just look at him and I was like, hey, Uncle Jesse. <laughs> like, I didn't really, at the time, I didn't get the appeal of seeing the person in person. You just I was thought like, it was just them in character. Well, you, but also, like, I see them every, you know, day on television. So that's so. your reasoning for not getting excited. You're yeah, going to see him tonight. Yeah, I was like, hey, Uncle Jesse. Yeah. I remember, like, feeling excited, but, like, not that excited. Because I was like, who really cares? I yeah. see him every day. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cute. That's like Isn't a really cute the way that you think about it. Is such kid, child really logic? Funny. Yeah. I'm like of course good, he's good right child there. logic. Of course he's at FAO Schwartz. Isn't everyone? Hey Uncle Jesse. Good hey to Uncle see Jesse. You. <laughs> see you tonight. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, that was around the time that I had no concept of the fact that actors were actors. I thought he was like. But that's Jesse. such like an innocent like mindset to have as a kid and it's adorable to think that, you know That's Uncle Jesse. That's Uncle Jesse. Like mm-hmm. There's no further construct of a person who's working to make that money, who's pretending. It's like that word, pretending, that word mm-hmm. acting, isn't even in your mind yet. You don't even know no. what it is yet. Mm-mm. It's like no, a but cool it's, thing. Yeah, we didn't, like, stop him or meet or anything. We just, like, we waved from this big, giant teddy bear, and he, like, waved back. He's a nice guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's just trying to get some toys for some kids, man. Just Uncle Jesse at FAO I Schwartz. imagine, though, if you're on a show aimed at, like, families and children, though, FAO Schwartz is a relatively dangerous place to go if you want to keep a low profile. Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you know. Pee Wee Herman would get mobbed. Yes, he'd get fucking mobbed. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rogers would be all bad there. Spend all day in there. F.A.O. Schwartz. They filmed big in F.A.O. Schwartz, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. When he's on the keyboard. On the keyboard. Oh, man, I was like, I love that when I was a kid. It's pretty sweet. All right, my first one. All right, I'm a, I have like a half one. Because, all right, so you guys know Tom Kenny, voice of SpongeBob. Mm. Um, I met him a bunch of times because my dad was friends with him. But the first time... I hate when Julian's stories start, start out like that. Well, my dad was a comedian. He was a comedian. They, that's no, only, I know. Anyway. I, but Julian I grew up in Southern California, though. That's yeah, the but also, I don't remember a lot of the times I met him or hung out with him. Mm-hmm. What I do remember, which is a story I'm going to tell, is for one of my birthdays when I was a kid, probably like my 7th or 8th birthday, maybe maybe older, I don't know, um, my dad was, I was like, you know, my dad was like, what do you want for, for your birthday? And I never knew the answer to that question. I was just like, I don't know. I knew what I wanted year round. But when my birthday was there, I was like, I don't know what I want. So I was like, I don't know what I want. So my birthday comes and there's like presents and stuff. And my dad, he hands me this like little present. And I'm like, well, what is it? It's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. like, this is lame. What did you get me? I know. The bigger and the better. You're yeah. like, oh, I better be the biggest box. Yeah, and it was like little. So he pulls it out and it's a CD, like a CD-ROM. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So he pops it in the... The CD player, which was a thing, and uh, <laughs> and on the stereo system starts to play a message from SpongeBob telling me happy birthday, like a personalized. Oh my god! Hey, Julian, happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was like I, I was like I was losing my mind because I like I was like SpongeBob knows who I am. Like this is amazing, and it was like this probably like forty five second long, just totally personalized. It was think he was saying things about me, how I was like. I played baseball, all this sorts of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'll always remember that. That was Tom Kenny and SpongeBob uh, wishing me happy birthday. That is the sweetest thing in the whole world. Yeah. My dad was great on my birthday. He one time dressed up as Batman on my birthday. Yeah, he was really, really good with birthdays. Um, But, yeah, that that was pretty cool. That is so cool. Yeah. It's cool even now. Yeah, I know. Because it's not like it, it was a show that came and went. Like, no, it's, he's, he's been a legend. Is still a legend. Still a legend. Still relevant for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. No, very relevant on the internet. Oh yeah, and he I love. He's been on a movie. I know. I know. It's incredible. 
I love SpongeBob. I always love SpongeBob. He does this with credit. his throat, right? That's he how does? he does it. I don't know. Yeah, that's how he does it. That's so funny. Yeah, so that's that's my I think that's my youngest my youngest one. One of my favorite vines is that girl. I forget where she is. It it happened recently and she's like standing like this covering her mouth and she's just got her phone in front of her like in selfie position. Yeah. And the the voice of Patrick and SpongeBob, the actual people are standing behind her being like, "What's this? Is this a phone?" Yeah. Ah, I love this Wait, phone. is it Megan McCarthy? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's uh, just a person. Uh, there got were like it. a million fucking bajillion views on it because oh it, it's like actual goals. It's like Patrick and, and she, SpongeBob. Yeah, they're standing like over her, behind her, being like, what is what's this, this phone? What is this? And <laughs> I've just seen that, the voices. Yeah. And she's just got, she's not saying anything. She's got her mouth, her hand over her mouth. Like, oh, dying. it's like a fan. She's just like, can't yes, even handle yeah. it. I've seen that. And it's so magical. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I love the fact that like he's on Vine now. Like he's he made a Vine with someone that went viral. Like oh, yeah. it's SpongeBob. Right, like yeah. he was on TV before we had phones. Like yeah. you know what I mean? It's just nuts. So cool. But that was a cool Vine. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was a good birthday. I'm not gonna lie, I'm really jealous. Very Don't jealous. worry, I have a couple stories coming up that will make you very not jealous. <laughs> Okay, so my next story, I did not meet this person, um, but I lived in Rochester, obviously. You know, like the the land of, you'd see someone go on a world tour and you're like, well, why aren't they coming to Rochester? Like the closest we could usually get might be like Boston or Toronto if mm. they went there. Um, but I used, I was like maybe 15 or so. And I babysat my next door neighbor, who was much younger than me, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but she was—I don't—I don't remember how old she was. Little. And the movie Spy Kids had just come out, and it was starring Alexa Vega. I think she was, you know, between the ages of twelve and fifteen, maybe at the time. Mm. And my little neighbor Maria, like I didn't know that she had done this, but she had handwritten a letter to Alexa Vega. And I went over to babysit her because I would babysit them for the summer, a couple summers. It was like the best job ever because um, they live right next door. And I went over there and she was like, Jenna, Jenna, guess who wrote me a letter? And I'm like, who? She's like, Alexa Vega. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Like, no, that doesn't happen. Like, what are you talking about? And Alexa Vega's the child. <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like, no, look. And she hands me this adorable, like, in child handwriting, sort of like a you know, teenager's handwriting, that it was just a letter that was like, hey, Maria, thanks for writing. Uh, this is Alexa Vega. I'm really glad that you like Spy Kids. And, you know, Maria had clearly written her some stuff about her life. And she, like, wrote her this whole little handwritten letter back. And I just remember, like, the blood running out of my body. Like, that was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I could not believe that she had handwritten my fucking neighbor back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, like, it stayed with me forever. That, like, just that like that much right there could just mean so much to somebody. Yeah. And then it came full circle recently. Alexa, that was really cool, yeah. Alexa Vega followed me on Twitter. And so I tweeted at her. And I was like, hey, dude, fucking thanks for following me you hand wrote a letter to my little neighbor and it like made her entire life and just wanted to say thank you and she was like oh my god that's so that amazing. see that makes the story so much cooler that it, came it was like yeah like it was that. like and how you got long to ago personally was that? thank her yeah it was like over fucking 10 years ago crazy but it was just the coolest thing ever that is really cool i know it was it was fucking rad really cool 
But, like, you know, a lot of people think that if I sit down and spend my time, like, writing to somebody or doing something, like, you guys think if you fucking mail us pictures that we won't get them or won't see them or won't like them. Yeah. Like, it, something handwritten or tangible like that is, like, it means the fucking world, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it definitely does. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's that's really cool. I like that. Isn't it? Yeah. Ew. This is like a feelsy podcast. No, some of them are bad. Some of mine are bad. Yeah? yeah. Oh, man, I want to hear the shit. Give okay. us the shit. Well, I'll do two right now. Um, wait, should I do just like the, the worst one ever? Okay, I'm going to do it. You tell us. Um, so my dad uh, was a baseball fan. You know, he's a Red Sox fan. And my mom was relatively similar. I mean, she she was New Yorker, so she liked mm-hmm. the Yankees and stuff. But uh, she wasn't as hardcore. She just enjoyed the sport. She would watch baseball, and my dad was a big baseball fan. And I don't know the story of how they got it, but my mom and dad got this autographed baseball by Ken Griffey Jr. What? Like legend. Legend. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they got it, but they got it. <laughs> It's like game used ball oh. says Ken Griffey Jr. on it. Like legit. Like that thing is a prize piece. Anyway, uh, I was young. I was probably the same age as my SpongeBob birthday. And I actually remember doing this. But I was in the car and uh, so was the baseball. Uh, and I'm in the little backseat or whatever. And I find a pen. And I'm like, this this writing is really hard to read and it's faded <laughs> a little bit. It's in blue. Why wouldn't they write better? Let me, let me just... And I traced over the entire autograph. Oh, my God. In black pen. Like, over his blue pen autograph. And it's not Sharpie. This is, like, ballpoint pen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Ken... J.R. Done. There we go. All done. And I was just like, <laughs> I fixed it. You're welcome. <laughs> Here you go, Mom. And she goes... Oh my fuck. <laughs> Don't tell dad. Like, oh my god, what did you just do? You ruined this baseball. That is so funny. And she told my dad and my dad like got mad and then laughed about it. And uh yeah, I I basically just figured that my That's not even a celebrity encounter, but that's rendition. a ridiculous I know, it just story. comes to mind though. I texted my mom, she reminded me of that, but uh yeah. That's so ridiculous that, like, that's the way that you were thinking, though, because that makes perfect sense to a well, child. Well, it was, like, faded. I was like, yeah, yeah. my I'll mom was like, have you it. seen this? It's Ken Griffey. I was like, yeah, but no one can read it. Right. Like, what's a good? So, yeah. Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry, Mom. So <laughs> naughty. Yeah. God, man. <laughs> that's right, parents. Please don't leave your children with ballpoint pens when they have autographed baseballs yeah. with Ken Griffey Jr. That's insane. Yeah. Um... Do you want me to tell my next story? Mm-hmm. This was so fucking embarrassing. So um, the comedian TJ Miller, I am a huge fan of his. I've been a fan of his for a long time. And he had, like, reached out to me on Twitter. This was obviously more recent, like, within the last few years, a couple of years. Yeah. And um, he was like, hey, come be part of this, like, kooky, like, web series thing that I'm shooting. And I was like, sure, I'd love to, of course, obviously. Um, so I go there, and Paul Shear, the comedian, is there. And fucking everybody loves Paul Shear, yeah. especially since, like, the league and all of that. Like, when you see him more frequently in, yeah. like, a role, yeah. he really fucking gets me, gets me going in the giggles. And so I was kind of nervous, and I get nervous 
fairly often. I'm a nervous person and I'm also very awkward. And so I was only in this thing for three fucking seconds. You know, I think I had like yeah. one line. Yeah. Like TJ was, I think, just trying to be very nice to me because I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we were, I'm supposed to be like really excited. Like next time, like, oh my God, I just got this guy's autograph was basically my entire part. And we had shot it like a couple of times and I was holding a piece of paper as a prop that was like, uh, it actually had some words on it, but it was supposed to be like my, my fake autograph that I just got. But I think it had Paul's lines on it. And, um, at, we had shot it a couple times and I thought we were finished. So he went like this. And so I, cause he had said something to me. I wasn't really listening. So I was blacking out cause I was kind of nervous. So he goes like this. So I go and I just shake his hand <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, it was really nice. Uh, it was nice to meet you. And he was like, no, I wanted to see that paper. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, I'm so sorry. Here's a, yeah, like, can you imagine? Just like, hey, can I see that? And you're just like, yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> it was like the most awkward, embarrassing, like, Jenna E thing I've ever done. And I'm like, oh, I'm really sorry. But then there's no coming back from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you once you've said nice to meet you, like, it's very difficult to then like hang out with them for a little while. Yeah, after. no, that that's you it. it. You set the tone weird. You set the tone weird. Oh, it was so weird. Oh my god. Oh, uh, but. T.J. Miller was very kind to let me be in it for 30 seconds and just weird up the place with my weird. He seems like a good guy. He's very, very genuine. Yeah, I love I love all the shit he does. When I, when I watched, uh, what's it called? She's Way Out of Your League. Mm-hmm. Is that the name She's of it? She's Out of My She's League. She's Out of My League. Yeah. You um, love that movie. I love that movie. And I felt like when I watched it, nobody else liked it. Like, mm-hmm. me and my brother watched this movie probably like 15 times together. <laughs> Was he farting? No, he's erupting <laughs> from my pregnant Kermit belly. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus, Kermit. Kermit, you're born. Bye. All right, weirdo. I just felt like that movie wasn't popular because it maybe it wasn't that popular, but we just loved it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think it did well, but yeah, no, it wasn't like a like a knocked up. It wasn't. Like yeah, a, but me it like been a lot as bigger. a kid, I would always like those movies that weren't the big one. Like I just like the weird, shitty like DVD movies. Just Friends, the movie with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and Anna yeah. Faris is yeah. literally one of the funniest busy. fucking stupid dick. Stupid dick. Um, yeah, that one's fucking. I feel like for me that that's one of those movies. That's like, why doesn't everyone fucking love this movie? I yeah. get it. Yeah. And my best friend's wedding, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> that is neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, that was um, all right. So it was, ba- it was bad enough that I'm like such a fan of TJ's, and he had like gone out of his way to invite me, and I was so nervous and excited, even just to meet TJ in person. Cause we never like actually met, you know. So that I was met TJ, and then I weirded up everybody's <laughs> fucking <laughs> weirded all over the place. <laughs> I weirded all over the place, but yeah, I just can't keep it together, man. Yeah. That's funny. What's your next story? Uh, I was I was at with my stepbrother and my stepdad, who were both Yankees fans. So I was default kind of in that clan mm-hmm. as a kid. So we were at this Yankees Angels game, uh, Angel Stadium in Anaheim, and my uh, my stepbrother Josh was obsessed with the Yankees as as was my stepdad, like Jeter and everyone they loved. So we watched the game. I don't remember who won. 
we we watch the game and then we leave. But I guess you know back whenever whatever that was like two thousand two or whatever, they had realized that you know there was a place that you could stand where the players came out of the locker room. Right. Like it wasn't as organized as it is now, where they just go through a tunnel to the bus. Right. There's a walkway where I guess they walked out and. Generally, it wouldn't be the Angels players. It would be the visiting team's players. Mm. So luckily for my, my crew, it was like, oh, the Yankees are coming right. out. So we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we're waiting, and we see a couple <laughs> you know, bench you know, bench players and bullpen catchers walk out. And we're like, oh, cool. And then out of fucking nowhere, Reggie Jackson walks out. Like he just completely just casually walks out. This is Mr. October. He's a legend Yankees uh, right fielder. I don't know, but yeah, he's, he's they named him Mr. October, um, and he's a hall. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Anyway, Reggie Jackson walks out of this like doorway, and me and Josh and my stepdad are like, "What the yeah. hell?" Yeah, <laughs> start like, what freaking the fuck? out. Yeah, and I think Josh was the one, my stepbrother, who asked him was like, "Mr. Jackson, can I please have an autograph?" And we were like, "Oh my god, this is not happening right now." And he walks by us and he goes, "No," <laughs> and then he just leaves, and and we were like. Oh my god! Aww. Like what a roller coaster of emotion. <laughs> yeah, like we yeah. thought no one was coming out. Then I it's know. Reggie Jackson, and then it's no one. I know. Well, he probably couldn't. He maybe wasn't being rude at all. You know, maybe I've always had can't. this weird like vendetta against him ever since that happened. But I was a kid, so I don't know the circumstances. But well, yeah, maybe it was maybe very he sad. he could have been like. Sorry, or you know, even said nothing at all. I felt like it was the, a rude the turning part, your face no. and saying no because I remember that part where he no. right yeah and he just left. And there was a group of people. It wasn't just us. So, and it wasn't like an overwhelming group. But yeah, yeah. So, Mister October hates oh, me. Oh, he hates you personally. He hates me. He doesn't hate you, Pete. You don't lose me, you. In two thousand four, when the Red Sox won the won the World Series, the uh, parade went right past my dorm, and I was sitting on my friend's shoulders, and Jason Veritek gave me this. Oh thing. yeah. He gave me one of these, <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> it's like you just threw me out at second base. I know. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm like tapping my phone. I'm like, let me down, let me down, let me down. I can't breathe. I'm so excited. He pointed at me. That's it was like awesome. raining. Yeah. Johnny Damon was laying on the front of the float just going like oh my this. God. That must have been insane to be there. Yeah, it was madness. Uh, it was real quick, fun. if we could take like a short break. Some me undies. Um, some me undies. All right, so. Thank gonna, you, me undies. Thank you, me undies. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a figure. The figure is 90%. Mm. That's the amount of time in your life you spend wearing undies. Is it? It is. Well, I mm. That's a lot. Of, I mean, you're wearing undies a lot of time. I mean, I guess that's subject. Some people might sleep naked. Or like if you're a swimmer, maybe less. I always swim in my undies, <laughs> especially my me undies. <laughs> but uh, me undies are great because, well, first of all, they don't like, you know, if you're a guy, they don't ride up like underwear does. That, and I'm telling you this from pure experience. I have a couple you wear pairs. them all the time. I wear them all the time. This is a distinct print. I wear. I know when Julian's wearing his knee undies. Right. Oh, you guys can see a little bit <laughs> yeah, right there. You there you go. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not even lying. I didn't even mean that. But uh, They're very soft. They're very. They're so soft, but they're like they hold. They don't ride up, which is great. And the, it's just like the freshest feeling of underwear every time you put them on. Uh, you know, and I've had underwear rip. You've seen it. Like way. I made that a Snapchat the other day for those well, of you that follow me yes. on Snapchat. <laughs> and thank you for putting my underwear on Snapchat. Uh, but way before their due date, they ripped. And I feel like MeUndies is just made with this different type of, of build where it's like soft but strong and yeah. it holds. Uh, there's a lot of really, really cool designs. Uh, ladies, if you want to see underwear, they have a whole uh, new collection they just launched on MeUndies.com called All of Me. It's a women's collection that uh, it has a four-piece line. 
designed specifically for the female body. Also, if you guys just want to go creep on the boy models wearing the cool underwear, you can also go to meundies.com for that. Uh, but and and another thing is uh, they they have you know the plain black and then this design, but they have so many other designs. Like if you like to jazz it up with your underwear, uh, it's definitely a good place to check it out. Also, uh, if you guys don't like it, you order a pair, you don't like it, you're not satisfied. Your pair is free. They will refund you your amount, uh, but you can also just get 20% off your first purchase. 20% off, guys, yeah. uh, by going to meundies.com. This says it's 92% Jillian. micromodal and 8% elastane. Yeah, so that's, that's like... English. No, that's like future talk. But that's how These you are know that it's good and stretchy. Kaviya bam bam. Kaviya bam bam. MeUndies, M-E-Undies.com slash Jenna Julian. If you would like some undies. So think about this. You can get 20% off your first pair of MeUndies. And if you don't like it, you can get all of it back. So. Pretty sweet. It's worth checking out. Pretty sweet. Uh, thanks for supporting the podcast, MeUndies. Thank you, MeUndies. Now, there is a dog fight between Kermit and Peach going on in the <laughs> Do room. Do you want me to just let him out really quick? Well, this was Jenna's idea. She was like, no, we should well, have, really wanted to we be should have the dogs inside the only room that we need to be guys, quiet for this entire guys hour. Guys out. And and it was only a matter of seconds halfway through there. Marble can stay. Marble can stay. Why don't you Marble's put him near the MeUndies hat? Marble, you, Marble, do you wear MeUndies? Here, honey. Here. He's like trapped in my shirt. Oh, he's so helpless. Here. Do you want to sit on the MeUndies, honey? Here. All right. I'm ready. What? <laughs> he's just so sad. That's enough fabric for Marble okay, to decide buddy. he wants it's to sit right. on it. Trust me. Yeah. Is that oh, good? Yeah, good boy. Marble, what do you have to say? Let's see if he has anything to say. Noises, noise. Oh, I love it. He's such a little oh. animal. Okay, sit, honey. Good boy. Okay, so I'm going to go back to back right now. Okay, uh, go. On the heels of that really nasty experience playing a baseball With star Reggie experience. Jackson. Yeah, I'm going to go to a positive one. Okay. So my brother, my real brother, Marlon, the redhead that you guys all seem to really love. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, he's like a ginger Chan Tatum. <laughs> yeah, you guys are in love with him. <laughs> well, I understand. He's a good looking guy. Anyway, when we were kids, he absolutely idolized Nomar Garcia Parra. And this was particularly when he was on the Cubs. So this was after he had left Boston right. and no one liked him. And my brother was like, I fucking like him. Oh. I like I liked him on the socks, but I like him even more now because he's doing his own thing. Everybody he, loved Nomar. I know, I know. And Nomar's a really likable player, and he never did anything wrong. Anyway, Marlon was, that's it. He was his guy. He was his guy, whatever. Anyway, so, you know, my mom taught my brother and I sort of how to draw. We kind of just did it and learned. And my brother's a decent artist, and so he painted this Nomar picture because your mom's an artist. Um, my mom's an artist. My grandma's yeah. an artist. It just yeah. runs in our blood. Anyway, he paints this picture of Nomar. I think he, he's batting, and it's this, like, it's cute, you know? It's like a, we spent a lot of time on it. It's paint. It's like acrylic or watercolor or something yeah. on canvas, like a, like this big. It's like, a you know, size of, like, two iPhone 6 Pluses. Uh, and he brings it to the game, which we had to bring through security. <laughs> and we get there so fucking early because we're, like, when we were kids, we would get there early to see batting practice and everything. So... We're just like standing over the edge because we got seats, you know, when no one was there looking, you know, trying to grab balls and stuff. And the Cubs are hitting. And Nomar takes his takes his swings and then he goes out in the field to start retrieving, shagging balls. And he comes close to where we are. And my brother yells, Nomar! And Nomar looks up because he's the away team. Right. We're in L.A. Right. He goes, Nomar! And Nomar looks up and he goes, I brought this for you. <laughs> and he runs over. Nomar runs over. And he comes over and says, 
what's up, little man? And Marlon goes, I made this for you. And he oh. takes the painting. And as he's taking the painting, Nomar's like, thank you. As he's taking it, the guy filming for the jumbo screen films it. Oh. And so everyone in the stadium saw the painting that my brother made for Nomar oh. as he's giving it to him. I'm going to cry. This is the most adorable thing in the world. <laughs> and so Nomar takes it. He goes, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. And he runs right to the dugout to put it away. Oh. And then he goes back out to shag balls. And my brother was just like, it happened. I can't believe it. It fucking happened. It's like a one in a billion right? shot. You he brings to, the painting to the game. To hand a baseball player a painting of So themselves. many times you're not going to get seats right there oh. during batting practice. You're not going to get them anywhere near the side. even. Yeah. I'm like seriously going to cry. That was fucking adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was really cute. It was a cool moment, for sure. I thought sure. you were going to say he, like, jammed it in his pants and, like, <laughs> played the first <laughs> inning with it or something. No, I just, I distinctly remember him running right back to the dugout. Well, yeah, they were still doing batting practice mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah. right? But he, I mean, he came over, signed a couple balls, and he fucking grabbed it. No. He signed some balls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a couple people, you know, my brother got his attention. He was like, no more. Comes over, well, gives yeah. him a painting. Who can say ball. no to a gym? Sorry, you got cut off. We ran out of space at our memory card, but I was saying, who can say no to a, a ginger child with a painting in their hand? To and the scene? luscious ginger fro so luscious. curls that he had. That's but, really adorable, though. Yeah, yeah that was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you got next? Um, my next one happened, like, recently. Um, when well, It was, like, last year, two years, one year, one year ago. Yeah. When I got invited to the Young Hollywood Awards, which is... Not something that I've ever done before. I've never done before. Have you yeah. ever done that no, in an I've award show? Anything, yeah. And like a complete fish out of water experience for me. Um, just no, I- no idea what the hell is happening. Yeah, the culture of it is completely foreign. Yeah, yeah. none. And um, we have to go down the red carpet or like what they call a step and repeat or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck is happening. You know, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So you you uh, Rome who works with us knows a little bit more about it because she's worked with musicians in the past and like traditional entertainment industry kind of thing. So she has a, a good understanding of how yeah, things work. For sure. And she's like explaining it to me and Julian. I'm just like, okay, yeah, but like when can we go to Wendy's? <laughs> that's <laughs> we, I'm pretty sure that's did. what we talked about the entire we time. We did. First of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we actually went. Right. Yeah. So when you get to the award show, you like you drive up, you walk down the little barricaded place or whatever and then you wait in line at the red carpet of the step and repeat and uh what some people didn't know i didn't really know this because i don't ever care to fucking find out but at these red carpets they sort of like shuffle you like you're supposed to just kind of wait in line and then the the actual red carpet is like a like tunnel of hell because it's like a relatively short carpet with like a background on one side and then just like a bajillion photographers on the other side and people doing like press and video whenever very daunting very disorienting um and all of them are yelling and screaming yeah there's no there's no inside voices right which makes for a very calm and and wonderful experience (laughs) So um, we're waiting in line to go on the red carpet, the purple carpet, the step and repeat, whatever. And what I didn't know prior is that, you know, they kind of try and like shuffle important people like 
to the top of the red carpet. So we're standing there, obviously, like, the Young Hollywood Awards was very gracious or, like, wonderful and generous to bring some internet people and be yeah, like, you and guys... give you awards. I won an award, yeah. which was incredible. But I think the the rest of the culture was still very much, like... Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. And um, so we're just standing there, like, you know, not not trying to do anything except go with the flow, man. Yeah. Like we're just here having a good time. Yeah. feels, like, surreal to be in, in a place like this anyways. And they are just, like, people's PR people, like, these mousy little women are just, like, pushing, like, Ashley Tisdale and Vanessa Hudgens, like, just pushing them up yeah. there, like, go, go, yeah. you just get up there, <laughs> Bella Thorne, like, yeah. they're just all, like, not waiting in line, just zoop right to the front of the red carpet. So we had been standing there for a really long time, and I'm sort of like, do we have to do this? Like, can we just go in there and sit down? They're <laughs> yeah. like, no, they, they yeah. kind of want you to. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fuck, well, can we go to Wendy's? <laughs> But, um, so we got budged, I want to say, for the better part of, like, 45 minutes yeah, or an I hour. Yeah, I would say close to an hour. And, um, because I don't have a PR person or someone that's going to go be like, excuse me, we've been waiting in line. No, we're like, no, we'll just wait in line. Who yeah, cares, yeah, we, we kept getting cut and we didn't Who care. Who cares? Yeah. Um, and for the most part, nobody said anything to us. It's just how it works. Like, you just go in front and, you know, everybody else just sort of waits. And that's totally fine. And no one said anything to us and no one uh, like really says they're sorry or like, you know, says anything to the person that they cut. It's just sort of like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Gina Rodriguez, who is the star of Jane the Virgin, I remember distinctly standing like I was at the front of the line. We're like at the front. Yeah. We're like, we've been waiting for 45 minutes. We're finally here. We're just going to go walk down it, make it weird for like five minutes, ten minutes, and then go into the show. And she was like the last person to cut me. Her PR person, you know, gives me one of these and just smashes me across the chest. And (laughs) Gina Rodriguez looks at me and she's like, oh, I'm really sorry about this. This is kind of like a weird, messed up system. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm, I've literally said to her, like, oh, it's no problem. Like, I'm in no rush to get up there. Like, literally, <laughs> no rush at all. And she, like, she like laughed, and then she looked up there, and then, she, you know, she walked the carpet. But I just thought, what a nice, wonderful thing to do. She's, like, an up-and-coming star at the time. Yeah. She hadn't won her Golden Globe or whatever it yeah. was. And she, like, took the time to tell this, like, purple internet space hooker that I'm sorry for cutting you in line. And I just really appreciated that small amount of, like, human decency at, like, such a vapid, non-human decent place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I just thought that that was really, really wonderful. And then I... She's been having great success, and I think it has to do a lot with the fact that she might be a very nice person. She, you know... it's it's very interesting to see how people treat you when you have nothing to give them, and you yeah. were just some maybe some nobody to her. Maybe she yeah. recognized you, but maybe she didn't. Doubt it. And you know she didn't have to be nice to you. No, she didn't. It have would have to been be completely nice. appropriate for that type of event to be rude. Right. And she chose to go out of her way and to tell you, "Hey, I'm sorry about yeah. that." But Which yeah, is, that, means the world. That's, that's really not cool. the most exciting story ever. But I just wanted to share. I think it's really it's a nice. really meaningful one. When though, somebody, well, yeah. when somebody does something nice or thoughtful like that, I think that 
it's nice for people to know that maybe that person's like that. Maybe it'll make you think yeah, differently about absolutely. her if you didn't like her or that show or whatever. Absolutely. But I think she's spectacular, and that was very kind of her. I appreciate kindness. Kindness is a good and thing. And I made her laugh, so I'm really proud of myself. And she looked fleek in person, though. Okay. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> okay, you was fleek. <laughs> you was fleek. Um, all right. I think I got one more good one. Okay. Um, so, we mentioned that my mom's an artist. Uh, in addition to doing traditional, like, paintings, she also did set work when we were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, she worked on TV shows, painting on sets, and movies. And one of the most notable TV shows she ever worked on was Heroes. And if any of you have ever watched Heroes, there's a painter hero on it named Simon, and he painted all these incredible murals and giant paintings, and she did a better part of those paintings, which is a really cool thing. Uh, There was like a big bomb explosion one, and she did that, and it was like on the back of the DVD, and we were like, whoa. But anyway, so one day, uh, I had a baseball tournament near where my mom was working on set, and so after my baseball game ended, I came over to see her, and it was literally a scene where they had stacked cardboard boxes, like... 20 feet high in the air because someone was going to jump off a building into the cardboard boxes. Like, that was their padding. And it, of course, works, but it's just terrifying to look at. Um, And I don't know. There might be some hero nerds out there who understand or can recognize what episode this was. But I see Hayden Panettiere, who is the (laughs) cheerleader uh, on the show Heroes. She's the indestructible or self-healing cheerleader. What did you use to hide your boner, though? (laughs) My cup. I just came from a baseball game. I was ready for that one. Uh, she was short, by the way. I was like in no, eighth grade. No, she was very short. I was like in eighth grade, and I was still taller than her. But anyway, uh, so um, I was like, hey, mom, like, can I meet her? Like, she's, you know, I want to meet her. She's like, oh, yeah, sure. So my mom, because of course my mom buddy buddies with everyone Everybody, on set. Because my yeah. mom was like the most outgoing, nice person. Anyway, she brings her over, and she goes, hey, Hayden, this is my son, Julian, blah, blah, blah. Nice to meet you. And I look up, and I'm like, Holy fuck, because I like, first of all, I'm like, holy fuck, it's Hayden Pantier. Second, I'm like, your head's like missing. Because like, they did a makeup job where the top of her skull was just open. Because they, they had like lasered it off. One of the heroes, like, I think you guys would know what episode it is if you watch the show. And anyway, there's this line, and then it's just brain. And I'm like, oh, I'm like terrified. But I'm also Can like, Can I get a picture? I was like, Never she mind, was like, never mind. Yeah, well, she was like, Oh, give me a hug. I was like, Are you sure? Like, I don't want to fuck up your brain. I was like, yeah, yeah. but uh, that's that was my experience meeting Hayden Pentier. She was in full makeup, full like blood and everything, and it was oh between God. takes. And she just like said hi to me. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, I just remember half of her head wasn't there when I met her. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. It definitely amazing. makes it more of like a vivid experience, you know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yep. <laughs> she was nice though. She was nice to me. Brains and all. And brains and all. That's brains so were, cute. Yeah. It was nice. It was cool. Mm-hmm. Rain bubble. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. That's <laughs> a really fun podcast. Right? Yeah. I mean, I have like some more, but not really anything that's too crazy. Yeah. Um, or that I really want to retell. Yeah. Do you know I hear what you. I mean? I hear you. Some, some things are better left not told. I hear you. Um, um, no, this was, yeah. At a time and a place, you'll have the time to tell those stories. Yeah, for sure. Excuse you. I'm sorry? Yeah, the only last one that I had, I didn't fucking meet the person, but it was fucking Dane Cook at the Laugh Factory that time he took us comedy hostage. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. 
And then he got let go from the Laugh Factory, finally. Hmm. But, you know, I had tweeted that Dane Cook took the entire audience yeah, comedy so hostage for, like, a fucking hour and just did the fucking terrible, most miserable set. And then yeah. Oh, I hate when I hate when that happens, when they just take advantage of people like that. Yeah. I, I feel like people who look at Dane Cook and see what he kind of comedy he has and, and hear something like that and be like, oh, I'm not really surprised. Mm, no not well he's been doing it for a while though too like he had literally for those of you that don't know the story or don't know like what we're talking about like at a the um what's the name of the place laugh factory (laughs) yeah sorry the laugh factory in los angeles um i had actually paid to see tj miller that night and um hollywood right yeah i didn't i didn't know him but i'd like to go see him stand up do stand-up and like Bobby Lee and some people. So I paid money. I'm a paying customer. You come here to see a certain person or comedians or whatever, but it's often that comedians that are bigger, like Chris Rock or somebody might drop by and do a set. It's part of the appeal of the Laugh Uh Factory is that you might see a big comedian if you're just there on the night. For sure, for sure. And that comedians like to test out their material and, you know, whatever. And so, you know, it's like a random weeknight and I'm getting excited. We're going to see TJ Miller. And uh, they go, ladies and gentlemen, very special guest, Dane Cook is here. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm not like the biggest Dane Cook fan, but like this fucking cool, man. Like yeah. I, that's ever happened to me at the Laugh Factory yeah, before. Yeah. That's like a, someone thing. had come yeah. in and surprised everybody. Yeah. And uh, he just like spewed absolute verbal garbage on everyone he literally looked at a girl in the front row who was on her phone, like maybe after 10 minutes. I think he was funny for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then for 45 minutes, oh. he went down this disgusting, like awful, like talking about how he wanted to murder his ex-girlfriend or like that she would get pregnant so he could like rip the baby out of her body. Oh. Like just like he wanted to find her. He, he said he wanted to find her body and she like hung herself or something. And some person was on their phone in the audience, probably, probably honestly tweeting like Dane Cook's at the Laugh Factory right now. And he looked at her in the most aggressive, like he kept berating audience members, but this yeah. one was the worst when he was like, I hope you put your, you better put your fucking phone away. I can't wait till you die so I can come to your funeral and text at your funeral. And not like in a joke way. This wasn't like a funny thing. The audience was not laughing. Like, Jesus, man. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And he did that for another 45 minutes. And, you know, just rape jokes galore. And what a dick. Yeah, and so I had tweeted about it, and then I guess T.J. Miller had tweeted about it also. And then Dane Cook, the next day, went on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast, and they talked about it. And Joe's a fucking, he's the man, and they're friends since forever. And Dane sort of defended it as, like, trying new material. It was my first time on stage in, like, a year. And I was sort of like, you know, well, maybe that's just what I'm supposed to do as an audience member. Like, just sit there and take it. You Like, one person got up and leave, and he just fucking, like, verbally attacked them nonstop. Yeah. And it, it's not funny anymore when it's so horrifically negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I always get uncomfortable when I, Yeah, I really past. can't describe, like, the yeah. tone and that it wasn't, like you know, in, insult comic. It wasn't like Colin Kane. It no, wasn't yeah. like everyone's yeah. laughing because it's funny. Yeah. It's It was uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, it was, 
it was some sort of validation when recently found out that Dane Cook wasn't allowed to fucking perform at the Laugh Factory anymore for doing the exact same thing. Good. For just being an absolute fucking Good. asshole. He's getting what he deserves. I think so. Yeah. And I, I want my fucking money back from that night, man. Well, we've had I was plenty of so mad. At the Laugh Factory. I know, but I'm just like sitting there, like, oh, we're all just in that room, yeah. like, when can we leave? Like, yeah. this is terrible. Like, I don't want to li- – it sounded like somebody, like, in a therapist's office Ugh. talking about how much they hated their ex-girlfriend. But just, like, the, the, the nerve of, like, being that rude to people. Just, like – Well, yeah, and anyways, I don't want to end on such a sour note that I was like, oh, I'm going to – no, I don't want to tell it. And I'm like, yeah. No, no, you know what? No. I didn't like that one bit, and I don't think that you should ever take advantage of your audience's time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of whether it's on the internet or in person, I think that people are people and not nameless, faceless audience members, and they should be treated like people and that you shouldn't be taken advantage of just because somebody wants to try out material. Absolutely. No excuse. You know? Yeah. And I paid money to see T.J. Miller, and I never got to see T.J. Miller. Yeah. And Bobby Lee. Yeah. I wanted to laugh. (laughs) <laughs> go there to get sad sad factory sad factory app well i mean now that we're on the topic of assholes why don't you guys go get yourself a pair of new underwear at <laughs> meundies.com wow you can Julian. get some of the best looking and meundies aren't underwear. assholes they're just things that can cover your a-holes there you go some of the best underwear out there meundies meundies.com slash jenna julian to get 20 percent off your new Sexy, sleek, but strong mm. pair of underwear. Mm. Thank you, MeUndies, for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, go check them out. Uh, and thank you guys all for hanging out with us this Yeah, week. and leave some stories in the comments. Please, please, please. Because really all I want to do tomorrow morning is just sit and watch these comments. And read the comments. Yes, please. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you for hanging out, and we'll see you next week for another podcast. Yeah, bye, guys. All right, later, guys.